What's going on, good people? Rich here. It's your girl, Ray P, here. What's going on, everybody? Hey, man, we back at it again with another episode of We Got Y'all, the television feed for the Culture Garden podcast, where we are breaking down today, Your Honor. We've got a couple of different television shows going on right now, but specifically, Showtime's Your Honor. We are here to discuss it today. Mm-hmm. We talked last week. Things are heating up. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into our conversation, we just want to give everybody out there a shout out, man. We really appreciate y'all tuning in to us, listening. Absolutely. Hearing our thoughts on this show, man, because I know everybody's kind of emotionally attached to this roller coaster that we've been witnessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been real cool to hear from some people and get their opinions and get their thoughts about what they think is going on. Um, I guess that I will just shut up with making predictions. I'm not going to make <laughs> any more predictions with this, man. This shit is getting out of hand. Um, but once again, we do appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, please remember to subscribe, to comment, to listen. Follow us on Instagram, the Culture Garden Podcast. Um, our link tree is available, so you can have links to our YouTube page. Even though we got y'all isn't primarily on YouTube, it's only audio. But the Culture Garden Podcast is on YouTube as well as um, podcast platforms. So check us out. If you haven't watched this week's episode, please remember to go watch it because there will be spoilers and there will be explicit content during this episode. Uh, we're discussing part 16, uh, which was directed by Peter Solid. He directed last week's episode as well, um, and also written by Dwayne Darian Jones, Peter Moffat, and Brandy Nicole, who was a staff writer. Mm-hmm. So the synopsis for this episode, I know we haven't really done on this uh, this this season, but we might as well do a quick one and then just get into our conversation. Um, For those of you who are just joining us, this is a conversation form. You know, we don't really recap the episode as far as breaking down scenes. We just have an overall conversation about what our thoughts are, the nonsense that we see, and uh, what to make of it, really. So in part 16, Michael and Elizabeth pursue a lead in Robin's murder case. The Baxters aim to silence Eugene. Jimmy enters into a dangerous alliance. An overdose causes a major rift with Big Mo's lieutenants. Once again, Rachel, I'm done making predictions. Um, you know, I thought it was cool to just go out and think that little Mo was out here knocking off Robin. I told you he wasn't. Yeah, man. I mean, I <laughs> shit, man. Just, just loud and wrong, right? All I want to hear is Ray P. You were right. Ray P. You were right. Period. You were absolutely right because you couldn't <laughs> tell. You know what's funny? <laughs> now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, man, like how left field was that prediction to begin with? Like I just knew. Like, I was so confident. You was, were, you were just as confident that they were that I was that they weren't. Yeah, like it, it, <laughs> I hadn't. I had a couple little like you know breadcrumbs to go off of. And I really just made this whole story up. And I thought about it afterwards. Like, man, that was really far-fetched. That would have been a real big stretch. I mean, an older, rich, white lady getting some young, black stroke in the ghetto. Not super (laughs) far-fetched. But I just didn't see it. I just didn't see it. Um, Now, I do have other thoughts. And we know now have found out that Robin... Uh, was working with essentially an investigative reporter and she was his photographer slash liaison. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, she was definitely an inside source. Definitely an inside source. And so now I'm wondering 
if little mo knew her in that way since all the workers everybody knew that she was investigating and so maybe she just happened to catch mo in that photo you know what i'm saying like all right. oh, lady i know who you are back up yeah 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 maybe that was what it was and we don't even know if that was mo in the photo but <laughs> um like i said whoever was in that photo had the same hat that was on the bed which is why i thought that it was little mo but i, I listen one thing i've learned about your honor when you think you got to figure it out, you don't. Yeah. Um, you know, this is this past episode was it felt like a it felt like there was only one or two left, and we still have what four left? 17, 18, yeah. 19, 20. Yeah. So we still got four episodes left. So there's a whole new direction. I mean, we got a whole new piece of information with these police officers really doing targeted hits. Yeah. And how that theory is gonna play out. So there's a lot of questions to go from there, but as always, you know, we really just break down each faction of the show um, between what's going on with Michael Desiato, what's going on with the Baxters, and what's going on with Desire. So, whole lot to talk about this week. Where do you want to start the conversation? Bruh. <laughs> the wanna, first wanna... thing I wrote down was, I told your ass she wasn't fucking little mo. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, let's just go ahead and just have the Michael conversation. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about what they was talking about, man. Yeah, you like the, you enjoying this, huh? Yeah, my wrong ass. <laughs> like I said, I man, la- confident and wrong, loud and wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't tell me nothing. Um. So yeah, we opened this episode with Michael. I mean, same way it ended. Michael's mm-hmm. brought in for questioning. Mm-hmm. Um. We find out as as the viewers that he was not home when Robin was, you know, as he mentioned to the police the night of Robin's murder. And we also find out that he knows who Robin was having an affair with, which yeah. Ray P, Ray P, uh, Mike check one, two, this thing going, Ray P, you were right. Come on. Um, but Michael knows exactly who it was, which I, doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I think he would know that. And it sounds like, especially with information that we got from Elizabeth throughout this episode, that marriage wasn't really, you know, marriage and like it was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, Not at all. Not at all. I have a question. Yeah, what's up? You always say, especially now with all with Love Month for February for Culture Garden, you always Don't settle, not settling, and Don't not settle. to marry the wrong person. How mm-hmm. do you feel to hear your mother-in-law of your deceased wife that you know was having an affair tell you to your face, "I didn't think that y'all should get married." I didn't think she would love you enough. So here's the thing in those situations. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever surprised. Yeah. Michael Michael knew that. Yeah. He, she wasn't telling Michael new information. He just had to accept the fact that he was hearing it out loud from her. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wasn't shy. He even tried to convince himself, like, you know, we had good times, you know, in that yeah. car ride. And that was a, um, that was a very interesting scene because, there was so much raw truth to it. Yeah. Um, when you have pure emotions about something tragic that happens, you kind of lose your filter. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't doing it. I think the thing that stands out is she wasn't doing it in a malicious way. It's not like she hates Michael and she just wanted him to feel pain. She um, loves she him. was tr- she loves Michael and she was just trying to sort it out in her head. Yeah. And she told him, like, you know, it's not you. She knows her daughter. I know my daughter. Yeah. I told her not to be married to you. Like I knew that wasn't going to work out. Not and, and she uh, credit to Elizabeth. She told Michael it had nothing to do with you. It's mm-hmm. everything about her. 
Um, she didn't love you. <laughs> she didn't love you enough. Like that. I don't care if you were ready to hear that or not. It hurts. Your wife did not. I knew she did not love you enough to make this work. And she really was only around for Adam. Had you guys not had Adam, she would have been gone. Out of there. You know what I mean? to get that black dick <laughs> down <laughs> yo and that was a very um i mean honestly that was her real relationship that was her real um, relationship yeah I, I believe his name is kenneth if i'm not mistaken yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah that was her real relationship because even his even the small dialogue um he mentioned you know I, when she told you about the affair i thought that meant she was ready to leave you yeah. That means there have been conversations between the two. As most affairs are, you know, there's a difference between an affair and a one night stand. You know, somebody just fucking around a little bit, and then, nah, you got a whole relationship and life dreamt out with this person. So, we realized it was deep. And Michael knew, like I said, he knew where the dude lived. Like he knew where to go. Like, he knew what was up. Okay. Did you get the impression that Elizabeth knew who he was too prior to, like in the car before they got there when she said? You know who he is? Um, no, I didn't. I think that she was more surprised that Michael knew like more information about it. Okay, you know, because remember in season one, she when Detective Costello told her about the affair, mm-hmm. she didn't know. You know what I mean? She kind of laid it out as far as she showed her the pictures, like you know, this was taken at a hotel and it was paid for with a fake name and cash, like kind of laying the pieces out. Like, I don't want to tell you your daughter was cheating, but your daughter was cheating. Um, did she not know or was she covering her daughter? I think she wasn't surprised, but I don't think okay. she knew. Okay. You know what I mean? She wasn't surprised. Like she saw it coming. Like she she knew it confirmed the suspicion that all right, Robin out here getting it in because Robin because yeah. she knew what the one thing she did know was that Michael wasn't wasn't it. Right. Um right. Like you said, going back to your original point, we've been talking about it all month on um romance month at the culture garden, man. That is one of my biggest fears. Like mm-hmm. settling. Uh, do not settle. Like if you know it is not in your heart to really make that work, like because anybody can settle. We can all just say, you know what? Absolutely. I'm gonna make I'm gonna I'm gonna do with the situation what I can. We're gonna make it work to the best of the ability. But if you're talking about that real true love, that like light a fire under you type of love, that motivation type of love. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, you can't settle for it. You can't. Yeah. And Robin settled. Like it was just one of those times I'm sure she was like, eh, we can make this work. And she quickly realized it wasn't the case because <sighs> Kenneth was providing everything else that Michael wasn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I want to make sure I say it right, but there is also just from what Elizabeth said that I didn't think she would love you enough. Robin is a photographer. So mm-hmm. artsy, your primary um, canvases or subjects is niggas. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, I think that she maybe she felt trapped in this whitewashed world, you know, and wanted to be down here with adventure and excitement and wanted to feel like she was doing something important, you know, in the community. Mm-hmm. So now I just wonder, even though we met Michael being this honorable, quote unquote, judge, you know, um, but that just wasn't enough. And here Kenneth is doing hard hitting stories, investigative journalism, and I get to be a part of that. She can't really be a part of Michael's life 
on the bench. I can't discuss right. with you for real. I can't do anything, but this I'm a part of. And mm-hmm. people in the community know me. Right. That's the biggest thing. She's in the trenches. She's in the field. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's not in, she's not in the office whatever she that made her come alive. And that's one thing about journalists. I know yeah. Robin's a photographer, but that whole journalism field like they are very um adventurous yeah and very very committed to their to their work um and very investigated and want to get to the truth and literally put their lives at risk to make sure they get all the correct information because if it's not going to be him you know the truth matters the truth matters and not everybody gets it out so once you get people who are strong-willed especially with a story like this Mm-hmm. You got cops doing organized hits on gangs. Come on. I mean, just the idea of, first of all, who is, when you deal with a corrupt system, who do you go to? Who do you trust? Like, this this story is going to get us killed. Yeah. And, and it literally did. Yeah. And it literally did. And so to think, I wonder where Kenneth lived, because now Kenneth is a character that I have to care about. I'm your alibi and you're mine, or you're my alibi and I'm yours. Uh, mm-hmm. said. Now, I'm curious to know the life that he lived before having to essentially go into obscurity. We know that he was working for the journal or the newspaper, whomever, but did you live a comfortable life? Were you free? essentially and now here you are in the swamp living alone much like michael without the love of your life in fear of your life in bondage and imprisoned to the decisions that you've made based on career and just circumstance mm-hmm. Ugh, it's yeah. deep. It's it, deep. it is it is deep and i believe he did live a free life um it goes back to what i was just saying about that journalism you kind of live in that world you have to be fearless. Yeah. Because you're gonna hear you run into people a lot that don't want to talk to you or don't want to give you any kind of stories and you still have to press. You know, that's the one thing. Um journalism was like a passion of mine. I'm not investigative enough to press, you know what I mean? Like I was a news, I was an editor of my news magazine in high school. Like I oh, wanted okay. to yeah, I wanted to write. Like I've got plenty of like articles and stuff like that. That's what mm-hmm. I wanted to do. I also know my personality enough to where if I don't, if I'm not passionate enough about the subject, then I'm not going to press as much about certain yeah. things. Like I'm not just, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm just not that type of, you know, person okay. <laughs> to, to yeah. a sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think he did live a free life. And I think that this life he's living now is, I don't even want to say the word peaceful because he does have that kind of looking over my shoulder. You have to, like, you know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen. Even though you walked away from the story and nobody really knows, how do you know? Like, KJ's still out there. KJ knows. KJ knows, and how's that going to work? So, yeah. I mean, KJ, obviously, he's the one that gave Michael and Elizabeth that information, which, let me let me ask you, are you surprised that he gave, that he spoke to them, given that he had such um, revealing information about NOPD? Um, No. Okay. Because he was gonna give it to Robin. He he just seems so shook that I'm surprised he even discussed that with them. Yeah, but I think it's because of who they were and mm. the outburst that Elizabeth had, you know, like I've lost two babies. 
I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck happened. I don't know how we got here. I just want to know. Um, I think that keeping that all in also was a bondage or mm -hmm. him just getting it out to somebody else other than maybe his girl or cousin or whomever else worked at the uh, store was freeing for him. Like right. therapeutic, like, okay, it's off me. I'm not suffocated by this. Now it's out there. You do whatever you want to do, but I'm cool. It's off of me. Yeah. And he's still shook. You can tell even when Very the, um, when the glass, you hit a glass in the um, alleyway and you find out as an older man taking out his trash, like he's still on edge about everything, as he should be, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that you made a good point. He got that off of him. Now it's out there. Now let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, because that's a lot to carry. I mean, I can't even imagine that burden to carry with you. And you witnessed that. You witnessed her. He said it, man. She yeah. didn't have a chance. She didn't even see it coming. Yeah. Um, Many sleepless nights, I'm sure, for KJ. Absolutely. Many sleepless night. No one Mm-hmm. She wouldn't be there, be it not for him. Yeah, absolutely. Now it is interesting. I know they kept mentioning multiple phone calls, like Robin Michael heard Robin on the phone with someone. However, it wasn't Kenneth. We find that out because he asked him about that, and then we find out it wasn't KJ because KJ yeah. mentioned, like, had she did call me, I wouldn't have been here. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So who now we still have to fill in that blank. Who was Robin on the phone with that night? Was it Michael Herder whispering? Yeah. I don't know. We, once again, you will not get a prediction out of me. I'm <laughs> done with that shit. <laughs> but it is something to uh, keep an eye on. And I do want to just give a shout out to Elizabeth. Yeah. I know that is one of your favorite characters. Love her um, down. Absolutely. But just that desire in that not even desire that fire and that drive to find out what happened to my baby girl yeah and she was not taking no for an answer you can tell she is a politician yes she knows when to turn it on when to turn it off what to use to her advantage what cards to play how to mm -hmm. get people to speak to her yeah um you know and she knows when to push like you know when she told kenneth like i did not come in here to sweat out my favorite blouse to hear you just watch you refuse to answer questions Period. Like, bro, tell him. She told old girl in the in the grocery store or the the mini mart. Mm. Like, look, do you have kids? Like, I want to know. I need to know what happened. And even though, um, I think it was Michael that told her, or it might be KJ. That he, yeah, it ain't gonna help. It doesn't help. Yeah, and she admitted to it later on, but it's still one of those things. Like, at least I have some peace and clarity of knowing. Like, yeah. and she she admitted, like, you know, I knew she she was dead and she wasn't supposed to be. Like, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's not gonna help, but a little bit of peace of mind. Um, no matter how you got it, but I'm glad that she got a little bit of closure as far as what happened to her daughter, and mm. now we're just gonna fill in the pieces as to why. Yeah. Um, cop hits, man. Like that is a big deal, man. And I wonder what they're gonna do in these next four episodes to really pull that story together. Are these phones still tapped? Obviously, maybe not Michael's, because mm -hmm. would y'all have gotten been able to do that? But in the preview, it's tight. We we see a situation. I'm anxious mm -hmm. to see, and I'm interested in Costello's decision. If you tell me that it was an inside job, I'm not bringing you back to the police station for you to tell me that. Listen, man, I had that written down specifically in my notes. When she asked, "Can you come to the station?" That put a my radars went up. 
my tennis now are you involved? Are you exactly? That was my first question. Are you involved? Because that's not something you know. We talk about how this show leads us to believe something about a character. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, the entire time, sixteen episodes in, Costello is an honest cop, straightforward, yep. specifically yep. and explicitly. We were told that she is not the cop to come to if you want to bend any rules. Yep. If you need any kind of favor, she's going to do her job thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Is that wool over our eyes? I think Estella might have something to do with it. Or knew. Or witnessed it and covered it up herself. I mean, listen, that day, that, that shield is a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. It is a real thing. I mean, us as uh, us as black people, we know yeah. uh, first and foremost, but it's honestly a real thing. It's like its own culture and its own. You don't go against it. And if you do, you pretty much risk everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think, I, like I said, I'm not going to make predictions, but I am very curious to see what happens with Costello and if she knows and what she's going to do about it. Yeah. You know, uh, Detective, what was it? Walter Beckwith. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we don't know. We haven't met this character. This person. Yes, we have. Who? Beckwith is who Big Mo called to get Little Mo out of jail. Beckwith is who went with Charlie. Or uh, that's not that's not Beckwith. That's Rudy. That's Rudy Cunningham. Talking about the one that ended up uh, shooting Eugene. That's not Beckwith. No, that's Eugene. That's that's uh, his his other name is Officer Rudy Cunningham or Detective Rudy Detective Cunningham. Rudy. Okay. Yeah, that's not Beckwith. We don't know Beckwith. We haven't met him. Fuck. Yeah, we haven't met Beckwith. That's what I'm saying. This is a new character. This is somebody. Okay. okay. Let me cross off some of us. <laughs> okay, just kidding. So let me ask you this though. Let me ask yeah. you this. Are you surprised that? whoever this officer Beckwith is that they were just telling KJ all this information? Did that strike you as odd? Okay. Um, Reminder, he and KJ, he was trading KJ for drugs Mm -hmm. and information. Mm -hmm. Everybody just wants somebody to listen to their shit. It doesn't matter if you're a drug addict or an informant, CI, whatever. Especially if I have some sort of power over you, um, I want you to see me God complex. You know what I'm saying? I want you to see me. So once you get comfortable, however long this quote-unquote relationship lasted, the more comfortable you become. And if you trade me for drugs, I'm not positive you're not doing drugs your damn self. Mm. I know you were still, uh, KJ sort of alluded to that, like, you know, uh, drugs, murders, execution style, you know, all this stuff. So he probably was high too, talking shit to KJ. And then they had a sexual relationship. So add that element to now you're not just a CI, now you're a confidant because now there's a sexual element to it. And that provides a whole nother level or layer to the relationship and how open literally <laughs> I am to you, you know? Yo, you wild. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. So 
yeah. So no, I'm not surprised that he was sharing these things because that's how that's how conversations go. That's how pillow talk goes, you know. Nah, that's yeah. right. Everybody done pillow talked. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> um, and KJ even mentioned like it's that it was like therapy to Walter mm -hmm. to get that out. Um, mm -hmm. Once again, we talked about just having that weight on you, like. That's even it. though he was, even though you know this officer was doing dirt, that's still some crazy shit to be out here yeah. doing. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, the only other thing that I really have down for like the Desiato and what's going on with his world is that Elizabeth does find out she's a great grandmother. I think love that was that. a really, I love that moment. I love Michael admitting that, hey, you know, I should have been there for you more mm. when Robin died. It kind of seems like you know, because because Elizabeth, man, she is extremely um excuse me an extremely good person i think to the yeah. core like even though she, she doesn't have a she doesn't need to have a relationship with michael anymore mm -hmm. at the core of it robin's going and adam's going they don't have any kind of familiar tie anymore other than that and she knew that robin didn't even rock with you like that but you still you in jail what you need to get picked up sure you just got out of jail you need somewhere to stay sure i got you like she's doing all of those things she takes family seriously yeah is, I was, and we see that i was gonna say that um but not that they don't have that tie i was still your mother-in-law for however many years and however many years he and robin dated prior to getting married they are all each other has. We don't see her talking about, I have a sister who came over or Robin is an only child. Right. All I have is you, Michael. You are my other child. I no longer have a grandson. You think I'm just supposed to focus on politics and that be my life and random dinner parties filled with people that I don't give a fuck about. Right. Good point. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah you you go ahead. No, I was say she could have took the route to just cut everything off, but she didn't. So yeah. yeah, very, very good point. Very good point. What were you about to say? I didn't say what. Um, you didn't make mention of Michael ignoring Olivia. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, with the with the classic duck well, you. All the text. Well, definitely that duck you. Um. um but then later on, we see the camera pan to all her texts and him ignoring multiple texts throughout the day. I like that. I definitely like that because he's Olivia Dunn. Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. How involved does Olivia get with this investigation into the... Because you're going to need... You can't have, you know... You can't have the um, NOPD investigate the NOPD, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to have some kind of higher, higher source. Are, are Costello and Michael going to reach out to Olivia to maybe get some assistance into that investigation? That is what needs to happen, but now I don't trust uh Costello. So, but do you think Michael goes to Olivia? Well, I, I think I would hope to think, because like we all know, Michael's smart. I would like to think that maybe he gives Olivia uh Olivia, excuse me, maybe he gives Detective Costello a little bit of faulty information. To see how it lands, you know how it is. Sometimes I'm gonna give this person yeah. this information. I'm only gonna I'm gonna tell three different three people three different things. So whatever comes back to me, I know who said it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I wonder how. I wonder if that's gonna work. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe. Just because to kind of test and see if she's not dirty or not. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, very interesting. Maybe, maybe something to that effect. But I was just thinking, Olivia is not done. Her story isn't done because him mm -hmm. being out is still predicated on his work with her. So even though you're having quite a day, um, I think that this is a way that Michael is putting his foot down. Like, you cannot keep playing with me. Right. I'm, I'm not a toy. Like, I agree to this, but whatever you got going on, your methods is, is not okay. And... I'm curious. I know that Olivia went to Costello for help with Michael, but now I wonder if the NOPD is part of the big fish that she's looking for, including the Baxters. It could be. Because she has to know that he's had inside help with the law. It could be. It could be. More questions than answers right now, but hopefully yeah, we get some answers flowing in, but uh, this can go a lot of different ways. And I got some thoughts, but I'm just going to keep them up top. <laughs> keep them up top, man. I promise. Now, I'll tell you what I did think about uh, while you were talking, admitting to me being right, of course. Um, <laughs> we do have four more episodes this season. And there is a possibility that maybe that was Mo on the phone that she was whispering to. I thought about that, too. I thought about that too. Um, Cause we didn't get, I mean, there's a few characters we didn't get at all. This episode, he was one yeah. of them. And we don't know. I think we discussed it last week with, with little Mo out. I don't know where his direction is. I don't know. He doesn't have, I don't know who does he even have an ally? Like who is, who is going to be his rabbi? Um, you know what I mean? In the world of new Orleans, I don't know. So we're going to have to figure that out. I'm going to figure that out. It could have been he, he his story's got something else that's tied into it. We just don't know what it is. So yeah, yeah, man, you got anything else about Michael and what he got uh, going no. on? I'm I'm off Michael. Um, yeah, no, can I'm we, off. All right, can we go to Desire? I want to say the Baxters for last. Okay, um, let's go to Desire they, and their horrible business practice doing all this work with the blinds open. <laughs> What's going on here? Oh man. Um turn on the lights. <laughs> what the fuck you need natural light for? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're not on YouTube right now. Rachel, you can see me. Like I'm kind of like it looks like I had a long day. Just the way I'm rubbing my head, just thinking about the decisions that desire is making. My goodness, man. They need little Mo. This why y'all wasn't running things. This why y'all was just soldiers and not in charge. This is why sometimes certain people get a longer leash yep. and more of a pass because yep. they add a different value to the organization. And you knew right away, we as viewers know right away that this is a big shift without Little Mo here. Little yep. Mo, we don't know how long Little Mo, first of all, he's family. Uh -huh. So he's he's been around Big Mo his entire life, right? Yep. yep. But there's a certain bond and chemistry already there. And we don't know how long she's been. He's been her right hand. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like enough to where enough to where he can make that whole operation run in his sleep. I'm sure. Yep. And I know the big dude. His name's Chris, and I can't remember the other one. The one that was actually driving Eugene mm -hmm. that got in the crash. I don't know his name. But they, as a duo, they still can't do what Little Mo did by himself. That part. And that we're part. seeing. It. And um, Big Mo made some bad decisions too. 
Come on. I've been saying that two episodes. <laughs> you said this, and it really dawned on me when I was watching this episode. You mentioned last week about like the cash and like, yo, what do you you had this plan in place to buy this club? Mm-hmm. Like, what was your actual game plan? Yep. Like what we I think you mentioned, what were you gonna do if you didn't get this cash? Now we know the terms changed because Gina kind of um muscle you know accelerated that deal mm-hmm. so she had to scramble and get that bread but if you run desire i'm assuming you a hustler that part and i'm assuming you know how to figure things out so and you had charlie's help so it's the best source of income is to take the contaminated dope that you got that you pulled off the street thanks to little mo's direction mm-hmm. and you want to cut it to make it less potent so you can sell it to make some kind of profit to get this bread for Roderick. Like I understand that you need some money, but you got to know that's not going to work. You'll have no other money. No other forms of income. No, the streams. You don't like have you, no other stream. You don't have any assets. You can, you can sell real quick. You got to have something. There's got to be a way you have access to quick cash. You can't tell me you asked out and you have no liquid. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me that, man. I'm not buying it. I'm not. And how important is this club? And right, right. And I understand, you know, wanting to have a black place down in the night or down in the French Quarter. I understand that. But is this really for the familial history that you talked about when they wouldn't give your dad a Coke, even though he was there every day, you know? Or is this something for your girl? That's for her. That's for her girl. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's for a girl. And to wash money. To wash money as well. And love will make you do that. Like Big Mo is smitten. Um, <sighs> she loves that woman. And she would do whatever for her. And it's just insane that they don't have anything else to do. Like that's just a that's just an asinine idea. Yeah. Like, let's go ahead and, and, and cut this dope and make, see if we can turn a problem. Like, that is insane to me. And Chris said it. We do not need any more bodies dropping. That is bad. The way That's bad for the neighborhood. He wasn't even looking at it from a business standpoint. Like, yeah. let's get that shit out of here, out this area. Let's stop killing our people that way. And that's why she mentioned, like, we're not going to sell it here. We're going to sell it throughout the city. That way, if it, something does happen, they can't trace it back. Um, but we see his little brother took a balloon and didn't see him take the balloon. I don't think it was on camera. I think it was just something we were supposed to assume. Like I don't know when he took the balloon or what. It was a part of the story, but it's not something that we were supposed to see on camera. Okay, because I wrote down, and I know we don't do things that bother me here, but I wrote that down like, what the fuck? He didn't touch. <laughs> he like, didn't touch the counter. Like, how are we getting this part of the story? So that bothered me because I would have wanted to see him actually take it or even if he got fentanyl residue or something on him like that would have made a bit more sense to me and Mm -hmm. why are you letting this little boy in here little brother or not why does he know that this is the hangout and again why are these blinds open the same, the same reason why Eugene know where everything going on, and he little man, like you know what okay. I mean. That's just kind of that's the environment they raised, and they know what's going on. Like uh, season, 
season four of the wire. You get what I'm saying? That's with with the kids and the education. They on the corner. Kids they know. know what's early. Kids yeah, know. They, on, I know. they know what's up. And that's his brother. So you gotta think that's normal to them. Mm-hmm. That's a normal world to them. Like, oh, that's the stress. That's the club where they be bagging up at. Like, they know what that is. Like, yeah, it's it's not weird to them. It's not a big deal. Um, and that's his brother. Like, I'm just gonna stop it. No different than, you know, my brother working Foot Locker. I'm about to go up there and, oh, at the mall and holler at him real quick after school. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to them, that's that right. same thing. You're right. Um, You're right. So, Ugh. what I do want to discuss real quick is uh, two things. Mm-hmm. Well, the first, it was a point you made. Blinds open. Joey looks in and sees Eugene, which obviously, as soon as we see that happen, we know it's bad for business. Right. My dude's all doped out, but he still has enough in him to pull out his phone, to take a picture of him. And, yeah. you know, Eugene is a one man. Everybody told him, you should not have come back. You should not have come back here. Mm-hmm. But the big thing is, with Chris's little brother passing from those drugs, what are we about to see from Desire? Because my little brother gone. And I told you not to do this dumb shit. I told you, Big Mo. And now my little bro gone. Like, how can I continue to sit here and work for you? She tried to say something to him, and she, he turned. And they like, all did. Here. They all did. Yeah. Because I see how you do your family. Mm-hmm. You might not admit for this to happen to mine, but... I've seen how you do your family. You can't give a fuck about mine. You can't possibly. This, that whole scene reminded me of, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was a show, David Makes Man, that came on own. And in season one, they were selling work and um, maybe one of the little brothers took some pills and he died. And it just reminded me of that in the hood and the Doughboys trying to cover it up and try to fix it to make it essentially, quote unquote, right in the neighborhood. And like the whole community they ain't the Jacks, they like, no, y'all know who sell over here. Y'all know who doing this. Um, and so I wonder if we'll see from the community, we'll see something like that, some sort of community backlash. Because again, to your point, everybody knows who Desire is. Everybody mm-hmm. knows who sells. Um, And as a mother, I know that he was fucked. I know that my child went to see you. You might not mm-hmm. know, but I, you might not know, no, but he got this shit from you. Like, yeah, you know, you know, unintentionally, you know. intentionally or not, you know what I'm saying? The sources you so now i'm losing my street family and my real family mm-hmm. i don't got something for you i, I, mean, I don't have anything for you so i'm very 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 curious to see what happens uh you just said that i'm interested to see what happens with desire uh, they're about to gear up for a war and they are disjointed used to be my dog you was in my left titty scream you know right I thought you would die with me. Hey, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Real quick, man. Real quick, real quick, real quick. We just uh, recorded an episode for Culture Garden that's going to be released um, in early March, right? We just recorded an episode. So for y'all who don't know, man, Rachel is an R&B girl. Like, she is a lover girl. She's an R&B girl. Um, we'll be quick to tell you she is not a rapper rapper. Like, she is not one of these rap niggas, right? 
So when we were recording this episode, that's going to be released in early March. She she was spitting Eve like pitbull in a skirt, like bars, and I just stopped and I was like, "Yo, like shout out to you for spitting." The fact that you just pulled out some Jada Kiss, DMX, and, and I, 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 it's a it's a DMX song. The, the line you spit was Jada Kiss's line, and we know you love DMX. We know you love DMX, like Rachel, Rachel, and myself. That was just nuts. I'm sorry. I know that was a side tangent, but. The fact, like, I don't know. I would have never guessed that you knew that song. Me? I, I mean, not saying that you didn't know it, but be quoting it on your honor. Used to be my dog. You was in my left titty. Like, that's something, like, I used to quote all the time as a kid. So to hear you just rap that, this really dog. just, like, energized me. Dog. And, okay, first off, I'm a rough rider. That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Double R. Double R, okay. Um, But also... I did send that in a text message. Well, I sent it as a tweet, as a shot to my old nigga. Like, <laughs> very on brand for you, Rachel. Very on brand for you. I can see the text message right now. Found out you's a bitch. You can't even. Now it's a war. You ain't on the side with me, okay? Hey man, shout out to you, man. That just really like just brought a huge smile to my face, man. I'm, I'm glad that that happened. I'm glad that that happened, man. Man, um, I'm weak because yes, but relatable content. Be very relatable. Now, I didn't find out you was a bitch, Big Mo, but now it's a war, and eh, I really don't side with you right now. I wouldn't want to side with Big Mo because she undermanned. And you know what's crazy is she doesn't even know. I'm sure she'll find out at the beginning of this next episode that a war is coming. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you know, based on how we end the episode and everything like that. But she is she's in for a rude awakening. And she, like you said, it's disjointed. You gotta, you know, when it's time to go to the mattresses, everybody gotta be on the same page. That's and, it. That's it. Does she know that Eugene got a quote unquote got away? She will this next episode. She'll find out, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Eugene. Okay. I think that we see um your girl next episode. I think that's in the preview for next week. I think that's the apartment that he's in. Mm. And she gets hit to the hospital. Yeah, because the preview definitely shows him in the hospital bed. So um, originally, the ending of this episode, we see Eugene get shot at the yeah. bus stop, right? Yeah. Um, well, we'll talk about the car crash and that scene here in a second. But um, I was salty. Like I was sick. Like I didn't want to watch this shit no more. I, was, <laughs> I didn't want to watch this shit no more. And I was talking to moms. Moms watches your honor, and she was like. Moms. Yeah, shout out to moms. She's the one that told me, like, because I was like, man, I want to watch it. Like, I'm salty. I'm like, I gotta get my thoughts together. And she was like, well, you know, he's still alive. I'm like, what you mean? She was like, I watched the preview for the next episode. So when I actually watched the preview, because I, I was so salty, I didn't even watch it. Oh, and okay. when I found it. I'm like, okay, then cool. Like, he is, like, we see him alive. We see him in a hospital bed. I don't know how that's going to turn out. He's obviously on, somebody's hunting for him. Yeah. Because um, I was like, man, because I told my mom, I was like, yo, he just got shot, you know, by a, a cop. Mm-hmm. With the silencer close range mm-hmm. in the heart area, 
Like yeah. he gone, man. He gone. Like ain't no ain't no coming back from that. So I feel a way about that cop missing him um at close range, but I'm happy that he did survive. Yeah. If he survives the next four episodes, I would love it. You know, <laughs> you said last week that you want to see Eugene have a soft landing. Yeah. Um, but I was sick when they shot my dog, man. Especially when he was I mean, he looks suspicious already. I mean, you all beat up and, and, and battered and bruised. Bloody in this car accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, shut it straight up. Um I knew he wasn't getting on that bus though. Yeah, he wasn't gonna get on that bus. Like <laughs> Houston, I knew Houston was not in Houston is no longer in UG's plans. Like I knew he was not gonna make it to Houston. Whether he was gonna be take his own route or you know, get capped. Those are only two options, but I just knew Houston because there was nothing else there for him. Yeah, because you can't nothing go to Los mm. Yeah, you know, and that money that Big Mo gave you, who's getting a sixteen-year-old house, an apartment? Like, what connection right. are you making? Like, what's going to happen if Roderick spots you around town? Like, just too much going on. I know Houston, a big city, but still. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew. Well, he had every intention on trying, but uh, I knew that he wasn't going to make it. It was too. It would have been too good. Yeah, it would have been too right. Too much like right to happen. Set it off if you made it on that bus, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I, I knew that he wouldn't, but I did not want to see him be shot. Mm -mm, not at all, man. Take a bullet. And speaking again, shot. Bruh. Or I like thereof. Carlo. I wish he would have pulled that trigger. Yo, man. This scene was so frustrating to watch. First, Joey is a dummy. Because yeah. that's your plan, bro, to ram this other car. Pause. I had forgotten that for real, for real, Carlo is the one who got Joey hooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had forgotten that until the, you know, the uh the recap Preview. for the episode. Yeah. I was like, oh, he sure did make him his guinea pig, quote unquote. And pause. Is the dirty heroin mixed with fentanyl from Carlo? I don't know. I, I thought about that too. He, that is what he gave Joey. Mm-hmm. Because remember, he, he put it on him like a nicotine patch almost. That part. You know what that I mean? Part. So I don't know. I don't know how much of that is or where he got it from. I remember when they originally spoke about it, it was like this new thing they wanted to try out on the streets, but they never got into the detail about who the connect was, mm -hmm. how that came about. So mm -hmm. very interesting point that you brought up. Very interesting point. I am not sure, but mm -hmm. I was, uh, you know, obviously we have the car crash and, you know, intense moment. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, we know that Carlo got the drop on Eugene, and mm -hmm. we see that gun on the ground. Mm -hmm. We see Eugene picking up, and that, I mean, I'm talking about I'm like smoking a Friday. Shoot him! Like, <laughs> especially after he gives the speech, like you know, what I mean, you beat my brother to death for no reason. Your your dad blew up my house, like killed my entire family. Like, mm -hmm. fuck me, nigga, fuck you. And yeah. I just knew I knew something told me watching the scene that Eugene. I'll be lying if I said I wasn't part relieved because I didn't want him to go down that path. Yeah, I didn't think that I, was him. I didn't think he was a killer per se. Um, I know he has a lot of anger and he mm -hmm. wants to avenge his brother's death. You killed Kofi. Yes. Um, 
like, but at the same time, I just knew that that wasn't in him. You got to live with that, man. You got to, yeah. you got to carry yeah. that weight with you forever. Um, and even though if there was anybody on this show mm-hmm. who would not get a tear for getting capped like that, it would be Carlo. It would be Carlo. I just had a feeling that he wasn't going to do it. And I think I was even more pissed knowing that Carlo lied about it. Um, I wrote at the end of the episode, ass bitch. Like talking about some, you had a chance to take him out. He got away. Like, nah, bro, he spared your life. You should be that dead part. right now. You shouldn't that be in the part. hospital. They should be, you know what I'm saying? Like, that should be your second son that the Baxter's lost. Yep. It was just frustrating. So that's how that, but it did put me at ease because Carla gonna get his. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Gonna get his. Pause. I was thinking this, but then I just remembered literally as you were talking, I had all these thoughts like, oh, yeah, think about Eugene's drawing. Um, and here he is with this gun again at somebody, but I forgot that he had shot Adam last season. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it was unintentional, like unintentional, should I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it just when he was holding the gun, I immediately just kept in my mind going back to his drawing from Houston. Like, damn, here he is again in this scenario. I wish he would have grabbed his bag, though. And I know you had to just get the fuck out of there and save your life, but do you have the money from Mo in your pocket, or is it in that sack? I'm assuming it's in his pocket, but that is one thing that did bother me, because you had enough to... You're in shock, a lot's going on, but you had enough to run, yeah. sprint, um, low-key, away from that scene. I wish you had the presence of mind. To grab your stuff out, yeah, and then bounce. Um, yeah, yeah. Man, I I really wish that was the case, but I don't know. I I, I don't know how this is gonna play out. I'm just glad he's still alive. Yes. Carlo got Baxter's got to pay. Baxter's got to pay. <laughs> Baxter's, Baxter's got to pay. pay. Yo, Carlo is a fool, and we have been saying it, and have been saying it, and have been saying it. Why you get in the car with Joey to begin with? Why did you? You should have taken Joey's car and went down there and tried to figure it out for yourself. Joey hitting them was not a part of the plan. You cannot trust a crackhead. Exactly. He told him, like, you stupid. <laughs> like, that's it. I put that on Carlo. He's dumb. He's an idiot. And Fia's done with him. Oh, she's done with that whole family. You left my baby. Did you get the motherfucker? You yeah, left. Did you my take the fucker out? Did you take the fucker out? That's what she said. Did yeah. you take? You left my child with this stranger, who is screaming. I don't know her. She don't know him. And you brought this bitch up to my house, to mm-hmm. my room, to my domicile, the only safe haven that I have. Are you crazy? Was really about to get it in in front of your godson. Come on. After we trusted you to watch him, like you had the easiest job in the world. That's it. You talking about this must be boring? Sit your ass down. This is why Jimmy does not trust you. You don't think decisions like this is why you can't come to the big boy meetings because you're childish. (laughs) Yeah, straight up, man. Straight up, man. So I, you know, I, we're already talking about it. Transitioning to the Baxters, 
man. Everything you said, um, I can imagine the horror of a parent, not just a mother, but a parent in general, mm-hmm. to come home and hear your child screaming like that. That wasn't just a cry. That was like a something's wrong. Yeah. Um, and then to your surprise, you see a whole stranger holding your baby, no answers. You know, and for Gina, she had already told um, Carlo to stay away. Carlo, yeah, stop slumming it. Yep. Um, so the fact that you're here in the first place, all of that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, Thea herself, you just mentioned she's done with Carlo. She's done with the whole family. She's yeah. over it. Um, I wonder if that is going to affect the baptism in any way because. It's not happening. Okay. It's I'm not thinking, happening. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about the the you know the interaction she had with the priest, and it looks like she was having somewhat of a breakthrough as far as her, mm-hmm. not necessarily her faith, but at least somebody was open enough to not judge her. Yeah. For not believing, and maybe give her a different approach on how to um, look at religion and spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I think she was open to that. I think that Fia is um, against people putting her in a box or forcing her to do the things that society says she has to do. Um, mm-hmm. She's very strong on her beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if she doesn't believe in God. I just think that she doesn't believe in her family. <laughs> that- this is what you guys are entrusting. Yep. I don't want to be a part of it. Yep. That's so it. the fact that she got a different way to look at it from that priest, that was very interesting. Um, and there was something, I don't, I'm not in a romantic way, but there was something there, some kind of trust that was there between those two. Okay, I was trying to decide, like, ooh, do the priest be sneak dicking? I mean, you never know. It's happened. It's happened. What was I just watching and the priest was getting it in with the congregants? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, that's like a that's like a theme in the Sopranos. Like even though you never see Father Phil do that, like he's mm-hmm. very much so very uh, <laughs> flirtatious with, yeah. with a lot of the women, um, and not acting very priest like. Um, indulges in a lifestyle that he probably shouldn't. Shouldn't, um, yeah. That you is- know, that's like I said, a completely different show. But yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. There's definitely some sparks. He looked at her a different way. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. She ain't no, I ain't no little girl. Uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> she was all her grown woman. She is a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but damn, that's gonna bother me because I cannot think of whatever this is. Um, when a lady was sleeping with the priest and he was actually selling arms for like the Irish gangs or something like that, it was real crazy. Fuck. Oh, snap. Oh, that's gonna bother me, but anyway. Well- if it comes um, back to you, I, I'll tell you what it is because it actually yeah. was good. Um, Jimmy does not want to be a thug like his grandfather. I over oh, even before I get there, I always thought that they did sell drugs. So the fact that Jimmy is like, nigga, no, that's not what I'm interested in was shocking to me. Jimmy. Jimmy's confused on Jimmy. Jimmy's confused uh, by thinking that he runs things. Very much so. Um, Very- Carmine, Carmine is. This is the episode that let us know Carmine is who he said. They said he is. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think I mentioned this a little bit last week, but this is the full fledged episode where Carmine last week first the first time we see Carmine is an introduction. Yeah. Second time last week's episode, I'm back in town. Let me just observe the landscape, give everybody a little grace. Yeah. This episode, nah, 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 nah. Let me remind you why I am Carmine Conti, bruh, and everything you got is because of me. He was hoeing Jimmy this entire episode to the point where I do not like Jimmy. You got to pick a side, bro. That's who it. are you? That's it. Uh, what he showed, he showed Frankie who he was. Um, I <laughs> getting yoked up by this seemingly feeble old man is crazy to me. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before we even get there, hold on. Before we even get there, let's let's hold on, man. Because yeah, we definitely got to talk about that. But before we do, let's talk about how Carmine like just kind of showed his his power, right? Yeah. So he knows. Um, he's had his ear to this whole waterfront thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about him with Jimmy last week at the at the breakfast table. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to get this done? So he comes to Jimmy and says, "You know, I set up a, a meeting with the Calabri family mm-hmm. to assist with that waterfront development." And shout out to the elder collaborator, the father. He actually is a, uh, his name is Arthur Nascarella. He played Carlo in The Sopranos. I know I just mentioned The Sopranos, but I recognize him right away. He played Carlo. Um, Either way, um, they had this meeting. And when you talk about just undermining Jimmy, and it's funny because the meeting, yes, this is a meeting, but we've already got the deal in place. Carmine made that deal already. Mm Mm-hmm. This is just, uh, you know, to make you pretend that you're the boss. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have this meeting face to face. And you kind of listen to his terms. But when you start speaking another language. Bruh. That's the real <laughs> meeting. You feel me? <laughs> that's the real meeting. And Jimmy understood that. And Jimmy understood he's being undermined. And he's in a weird spot because <sighs> this is Carmine Conti. And this is also my father-in-law. And there is an order of how you do things. Even though I am being disrespected, how far do I want to take this? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, how deep, how deep, how, how far and deep in do I want to go with this whole situation? Um, and he's trying to figure it out, and he does something where, and Jimmy's pretty good at this. He doesn't like to use full force, mm-hmm. but he does stand up for himself numerous times. Yeah, you see that by the elevator where he tried to stand up for himself and pretty much told them, like, yo, like, I don't want anything to do with drugs. What you just mentioned, Rachel, that's not how I want to run things. And then him and Carmine, Carmine tells him that story about his friend, um, you know, stealing the black licorice mm-hmm. and um, trying to think of the friend's name, Mark. His friend's name was Mark. And his friend's Mark telling him, I'm not a thief. When very much well he was, he just wasn't the one actually doing the thieving. You were still partaking in it. That's it. And I That's love it. that story and that analogy because um, Jimmy told him straight up. I mean, excuse me, uh, Carmine told Jimmy straight up, like you are fooling yourself. Like all this shit you do, that's for you, right? You do that for you. That's 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 window dressing for yourself. Mm-hmm. I know who you are. That's it. You know what I mean? And you you the one playing both sides of the field, and not understanding what's what. Um, it reminded me of, you know, my favorite show of all time, Rachel. <laughs> reminded me of The Wire. The Wire. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, speaking of The Wire, so I, the meeting with the Cal- Calabri family 
they want access to the ports. Yeah. If you've seen The Wire, season two will tell you everything. You can get anything you want to in and out the ports. Um, you know, that's a lot of how a lot of the legal drug trade and, and things like that, not just drug trade, I mean, human trafficking, all types of stuff happens that way. Yeah. Um, but that's not even what I'm talking about with the relation to The Wire. Um, Carmine, like I say, he tells Jimmy that he's only fooling himself. Mm-hmm. And to quote Marlo Stansfield, you want it to be one way, but it's the other way. But it's the other way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the, you want it to be one way, but it's the other way. That's pretty much what he told Jimmy. Like, you know, Jimmy wants to be this professional. He wants to be this esteemed businessman throughout the city. I want to be responsible for building up the waterfront and these hotels and everything else. I'm like, nah, bro. You, you, like Avon say, I'm just a gangster, I suppose. Jimmy's telling him, you a gangster. I mean, excuse me. Carmine's right. telling him, you a gangster. And there's another classic scene in the wire or between Avon and Stringer when they're talking about business and anybody that knows anything about the wire and that whole situation, Stringer Bell was Avon's right hand. Yeah. But he, he looked at the drug trade and the drug game as something different. He, okay. We don't need all the street stuff. We don't need all, let's run this like a legitimate business. Stringer took classes at the local community college. He wanted to, you know, he, he wanted to be as clean as possible. He wanted all legitimate business. He was just out of it. And there was a classic scene where ironically, Clay Davis in The Wire, played by Isaiah Whitlock, who plays Charlie in this show. Um, he pretty much finesses Stringer out of some money, a lot yeah. of bread. And Stringer wants to go about it the street way. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, he wants to put a hit on Clay Davis, who was a senator in The Wire. And Avon sees it like, what you talking about? Like, and he says one of my favorite quotes. I say this quote all the time because it's so fitting. Avon looked at Stringer and said, what I tell you about playing on fucking away games? Mm. Like, stick to what you know, bruh. Yeah, you out here yeah. doing stuff outside of your depth, and that's yeah. not you. You fooling yourself. All this business shit that you do, that's for you. That's, that's for you. That's, you are, that's yeah. deep. Yeah, you want to get buck wild. You want to handle business like handle it business like then. You can't pick and choose which side you want to go now mm. because you got paid on the business side. You want to come back to the gangster side and handle it that way. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, that's how it works. And then Jimmy's really um, confronted with this whole idea. Throughout this episode of Leo, you gonna be a gangster, or are you gonna try to act like you ain't? Well, we see that Jimmy decided to act like he was a gangster with Frankie when Frankie questioned him. Now, is Gina sleeping with Frankie on the low? I haven't thought about that, but I wouldn't be surprised, man. She did make a little dig and a mention at it earlier in the season. That part. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me, man, just because she Gina has no respect for Jimmy. Like Jimmy is like the way Frankie was like, I agree with Gina. Gina's right. I um I don't know if Jimmy was putting all that together at the same time. Okay. Or just at the amount of disrespect. I'm the boss. Yeah, well, 100% it was that. Okay. It was 100% like, I, because it's hard to be the boss and you just get hold in front of your yeah. crew. Yeah. 100%. Listen, let's talk about it. Let's that talk man, about it. That man grabbed that man by the arm. This pushed little him. man. Little man. Little fella. <laughs> pushed him outside against the wall. Bruh. And one of the most disrespectful things I've ever witnessed grabbed that man's face. Listen, man, I can't even say it. I got to clench my teeth when I say it because I can only imagine another man just grabbing my face like that like I'm a child and slapping it to the left. Come on, man. I will attack you. 
And Jimmy is bigger than him. Jimmy, you could have hurt this old man. That would have been the last. Still old. That would have been the last episode Carmine was a part of. <sighs> My God, today. Carmine would have got got, man. I don't know why Jimmy let him home like that. I get it. Like I said, I, I mentioned it. I mentioned it earlier. That's Carmine Conti. There's certain things you don't do, man. I don't care who you are. There's certain things you don't do. It's certain things you don't do. And y'all are not in private for real. Like, we're at the hospital and this is happening. That's what I'm... Carmine flexing on them, bro. Like, you do not run this. I've been trying to tell you. I've been nice about it this whole time. You, I'm letting you live in this pretend world that you built in your head. About you being the person that built up these hotels and blah, blah, blah. You want to tell me how you made me rich and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Carmine told him last week, man, you ain't doing none of this shit without me. Everything you got, you built off my name. You decided yeah. to be next run and now you think it's something else. It ain't that. Yeah. Like, I'm and I'm going to remind you again, because I'm going to hold you in front of your whole family and your right hand, man. And you ain't going to do nothing about it. Just sit here and take it. Mm. That's exactly what Jimmy did, bro. Uh, Hell, unacceptable, man. You were not. Uh, mm -mm. I can't believe Jimmy is going out like that. And pause, quick rewind. The show I was thinking about with the priest that was a uh, <laughs> sneak dicking was City on the Hill. Also, oh snap, the, the other Showtime show, uh -huh. Kevin Bacon and um uh, all the Sarge. Yep. Okay then. Um, but yeah, yeah. Jimmy beat the fuck out of uh, Frankie. Yeah, he had to. He, he had, had to. to. He absolutely yeah. had to. Yeah, he had to. He still had to. He had to assert dominance to make sure Frankie knew who was running things. Because once you see the weakness, it's over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's over. He's, he knew Frankie was looking at him different after that. Yeah. And the same way that Carmine, the same way Jimmy didn't physically retaliate to Carmine, mm -hmm. I'm sure it's the same reason why Frankie didn't. Now, granted, Frankie was already out by the time he yeah. would have had a chance. Yeah. But I don't think he would have tried to fight back because there's a certain deference in. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if I want to live in a world where the difference means I got to get my ass whooped and take it, and that's the end of it. You know what I mean? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not. I, I know where you're going, Rachel. I'm not fooling with you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, that's just a weird. That's a funny little thing, man. It's a funny little thing, and. That ladder of power mm -hmm. is really interesting to watch. And I there's gonna be repercussions on both sides from that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I, mean? I wonder, and this is I think that Jimmy knew Carlo was lying. As far as what? As far as what happened with uh Eugene and the accident, all of that. Mm, I know he might. Wanted to handle it, but I've Carlo is a known liar. Yeah, I believe that Jimmy knew that he was lying. Um, and Fia knew that he was lying. Yeah, yeah, man. That really, like I said, I said it earlier, that pissed me off that he yeah. played it like that because now he's gonna start even a more, you know, a larger war because you know they thought Eugene was out of here. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that he isn't is gonna bring some heat back on Desire, as we mentioned earlier. So I don't know, man. I do not know, but I just know that we've been saying all season, man, really just from the very first episode of Your Honor, we've been saying how Jimmy 
plays those both sides of the fence, man. He just every every other episode he alternates between like, okay, then Jimmy's smart. He the chess player. He know what's going on versus Jimmy a sucker. Like he getting hold by Gina. I don't know where he lands. Jimmy wants, I don't even want to say wants to be quote unquote good, but he does not want to live that. He feels like he's elevated above that and will only resort back to that sort of violence and shit if he absolutely has to. He wants to be legitimate and he just, wants to be seen just, as such. Just like Stringer Bell. He wanted to be yeah. one way, was even though Stringer wasn't told that line, but you want it to be one way, but it's the other way. It's the other way, yeah, yeah. Jimmy so got to accept who he is it. and what world he's in. That's you can't it. pick and choose, man. That's how your empire was built. That's who you are, no matter how far you try to get away from it. That's who you are. When you're an old man like Carmine, mm -hmm. you might be pulling young dudes in the hallway and, and yoking them up. I don't know. Exactly, exactly. That's just who you are, but I don't know, man. Jimmy's trying his best, but maybe that unleashes the real Jimmy. And we see a gangster gangster come back, but I don't know, man. I just it's just something I I look at Jimmy a certain way now, man. After Carmine did that to him in that hospital uh, hallway, <laughs> I just can't. I can't. Come on, bro. You grabbed that man's face and mushed him. I would. He told that man nut the fuck up, man. <laughs> come on. Stop it. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I got secondhand embarrassment. You tell me that, nigga. Yeah. Ah, boom bop your little ass. <laughs> Bink. Um, I ain't got nothing else to say about it. I can't, like, I really don't have any more words for it. I'm just, I'm I'm amazed that that even happened. Very jarring. Very unfortunate situation. Uh, But now I'm interested to see the way that the tides turn. I'm yeah. very curious because now Gina has another battery in Carlo's back or Carlo has another battery in Gina's back with this. Um, how is she going to react to seeing Frankie again, bloody bruised and impaled after Jimmy kicked his ass? Now he heal his wounds. Yeah, I think that's really her man. They going to the same hotel Robin and Kenneth was at. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got a room in the Baxter. Yeah, they got a room in the Baxter. Gina disrespectful. Gina got, hey. <laughs> mm -hmm. She might kick Jimmy out of his room and, and go and get it oh. in with Frankie. Ciao. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Some that's some shameful shit, man. Baby. Very, very much so. So, so um yeah. I don't know man. I, I think I've I've covered everything that I wanted to discuss okay. from this episode. I don't know if you have anything else to add. No, I hope we see little Mo and I hope we see uh I don't know why I can't think of that black girl name. Lee uh, Lee, yeah. Yeah, I, I told you I'm I'm out on Lee. I gave up I on Lee. Know. I think this is the window where we see her in these yeah. last four. Yeah, man. You know me. I'm just always invested in Eugene and what he got going on. So that's my number one priority. But you know, they they they've set up these last four episodes perfectly. There's a lot moving. There's a lot of stuff that we can tie up um, between the desire Baxter War, between who's gonna drop the Baxters because some some of them gotta go. Yeah. If not all of them, outside of Fia. Outside of they Fia. gotta go. Uh, how this situation gonna end up with Big Mo? We still got Roderick and the cartel. Mm -hmm. 
we've got a lot of stuff to cover within these next four weeks. So, um, of course, the cop killings is Costello. You know, she legit. Um, Charlie, we're going to get more Charlie this episode. Eugene, oh, man, it's a whole ton of stuff. So, as always. It's a lot going on, man. A lot going on. So, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up here. Um, we definitely appreciate y'all tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and are partaking in it. Don't hesitate to reach out. Leave a comment on the page. We always make a post with a new episode. So if you go on our Instagram page, feel free to leave a comment so we can have a conversation. We will discuss things with you. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, holla at us, man. With that being said, that show got me in my thoughts. But with yeah. that being said, we'll see y'all next week. Don't forget, Culture Garden Podcast. We'll have a new episode this Thursday to wrap up Romance Month. Hey. Um, we also have Harlem, Amazon Prime. Hey. We have one more episode of that that will be coming out as that season comes to a wrap. Um, and like I said, four more weeks of your honor. So it's always a pleasure. Ray P, you the GOAT. Rich, I love you. Love you too. The rest of y'all, y'all be cool. How y'all be cool. Peace out. Bax <laughs> has got a pick. <laughs> <laughs> we out. Cut.